0: To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you,
1: but first we would like to say a few words. Nitwit. Blubber. Oddment. Tweak. Podcast 9 and 3 quarters topic of the week is What Actually Are Dementors? listeners I'm Rhea and I'm Jem and this week we'll be discussing what dementors actually are
0: Nightmares that's what dementors are
1: <laughs> Ew, gross Yuck <laughs> yeah that's true they're Yuck. disgusting Don't like them <laughs> Yeah <Yuck>. um, <laughs>
0: okay I have like one thing I really want to talk about but the rest of the I'm just like ugh dementors
1: <laughs> Yeah um some of the questions I had written down were like how do the mentors work? Are they happy creatures? What is their sentience mm. level? Do they have genders? Do they earn wages? Are there dementors that don't work for Azkaban? How do the mentors breed? What do dementors fear? Can your Patronus be a dementor, and how would that work? Yeah. So,
0: so spoiler alert: those are the questions we'll be answering this episode.
1: <laughs> yeah, or we don't usually to do a
0: contents. We don't usually do like a contents list like that,
1: but I guess we did it this time. Well, I don't know if I've answered all those questions. I might have forgotten to answer a few of those in my research. In fact, I definitely definitely have forgotten to answer a few of those. So hopefully we can figure it out today. (laughs) So Dementors, uh, they're three meters in height approximately. They got... Huh? Gem! That's what I want to talk about. Three meters? Do you know how big that is? (laughs) Wait, okay. (laughs) So (laughs) the first thing I said was what was tripping you up throughout your entire research.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's- I can't get over it. Gem, they are three meters tall. Do you know how tall I, that is? It's so
1: big. That's not that's how big like, they are in the movies. Yeah, three meters tall. That's like the first story of a building, like from the ground floor to the first story, right? Three meters about? No. <laughs> okay, so a doorway is two meters tall.
0: Oh, so, like, gosh, I know you're in a room right now. I don't know about you listeners. You might be on a train or something. But if you're in a room, look at the nearest door- that's two meters. Dementors are three meters. They are I'm... so huge. I'm so scared. That is scary. Uh, also, if um if you're in America, it's ten feet. I don't know what that means. Oh yuck. But it's three meters for everyone else in the world. So whatever. <laughs> Catch up. <laughs> anyway, um, three meters. Just short. throwing shade yeah, that... at our American <laughs> listeners for no reason.
1: Yeah, I just I really love the metric system. Okay, like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've pack bonded with the metric system,
1: <laughs> and it's my friend. Yeah, it's the only math I understand. <laughs> so yeah, I did actually underline three meters in height because that is it, it didn't ring to me true as much as it did with you, obviously, but like it is quite frightening <laughs> to imagine. They've got scabby gray skin, they're cloaked dark, they're immortal beings, which means that they were never alive and they can never die. So they're not immortal, they're amortal. Like another example is Pease the Poltergeist. Like he was never truly alive, so he'll never truly die. They look like a gliding wraith-like creature. They are considered soulless, foul, evil, and they feed on human happiness. That's the basics that you need to know about Dementors.
0: Yeah. Also, um, one thing that I did want to point out is that they glide above the ground. Mm. In the movies, they're shown flying around in the sky, but as far as we know in the books, they can't do that.
1: They just yeah. glide,
0: they don't fly.
1: Yeah, they can't chase you on a broomstick, they sort of hover above the ground. I don't imagine they can get higher than maybe a meter off the ground.
0: Also, they're blind, but they can sense happiness and other emotions, so that's how they navigate the world around them.
1: So anyone in close proximity in proximity to them feels depressed or despaired. Apparently, Dementors were native to the Askaban location. We're gonna talk a bit more about that later. Yeah. Dementors of Azkaban were employed by the Ministry, but then defected to Voldemort's army. They were not used by government post-war. hmm
0: Kingsley Shackleball got rid of them.
1: Yeah, which is good. Mm, is it? Oh, uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll talk about that later, but I feel like I, I feel like it's a good choice. They shouldn't be used by the government. And we'll talk about it later. <laughs> yeah. I'll stop interrupting. Sorry. Dementors hold no, no true loyalty except whoever can bri- provide them with more people to feed on. They mm-hmm. cannot die. Numbers can be limited if conditions in which they multiply are prevented from forming. So this got me wondering, is it like a chicken and egg scenario? Are Dementors a product of their environment, or is the environment that they live in a product of them, the Dementors? Uh, so I got wondering about like how they're created and stuff like that, and that's more to my theories later.
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I have theories about how they're created and how they breed as well. Yeah.
1: Okay. So... I wrote down um, a bit about the early history of Dementors. Should we start with that?
0: Yeah, let's go into that because I think that's going to lead to where they came from and what are okay. they. Okay.
1: So the early history in like the 15th century. So that's the 1400s. E- echrisdis. Am I pronouncing pronouncing that correctly?
0: I was saying echrisdis, <laughs> which sounds wrong. So I think yours sounds better. I don't know. Maybe I'm- some wizard with a. Stupid
1: name. (laughs) I don't know what sort of nationality this name comes from, so I'm just sort of putting a bit of an accent on to make it sound more realistic, I guess. (laughs) Ekrisdis.
0: I don't know. It looks like someone just grabbed a handful of Scrabble tiles and chucked them down. Like, that's not a word.
1: Okay. uh, Well, Ekrisdis was a dark wizard who lived during the 15th century. Uh, He was alone on an island in the North Sea. Now, the North Sea is in between the UK and Norway, so Mm -hmm. way up there. And (laughs) he was filled with malicious intent. I mean, aren't we all? He used (laughs) icon. (laughs) He used dark magic to lure, torture, and kill muggle sailors who passed by his island. I mean, can't relate. So (laughs) when he died, the concealment charms that uh, Ecclesiis had placed on the island faded, and then the British Ministry found the the fortress that he lived on and discovered that there was horrors there. It was Mm -hmm. disgusting, but they also discovered that dementors lived there. This makes me wonder: is this the first? discovery of Dementors ever existing, or I'm not sure. Like, it doesn't specify for my research. It
0: Yeah, it doesn't specifically say, but it seems to mm, imply okay. that. Yeah, because it talks about how um, Dementors are, like, completely linked to this one place yeah. as Caban. It doesn't say, like, this is where we find the most Dementors or anything. It's just, like, this is where the Dementors are, and this is how yeah. we found them. So I think... I think Dementors come from that island where Azkaban is originally, and this is the first time wizards have
1: yeah. encountered that. So the Ministry of Magic found this island, and they discovered the Dementors, and they found the horrors that were on this island, but they didn't disclose what the horrors were.
0: Yeah, what's distressing is that they were like, oh, there's all these unnameable horrors that we cannot even talk about, and also Dementors. Like, Dementors are not so horrifying that we can talk about them. What
1: the fuck else was on that island? Yeah, yeah. I know. Like, a could as well, what a messed up guy. So then, mm. um, like, three centuries later, approximately, in 1718, the then Minister for Magic, uh, Damocles Raoul, mm. saw an, oppor- an opportunity to save some money, time, and lives and made Azkaban a prison for wizards. Now, I don't know how this... Okay, yeah, I can see how it saves mm. money, time, lives, debatable, because... You don't die if you're subject to a Dementor. Your soul can be removed from you, which is worse than death, but you don't die. So I guess it's saving lives rather than capital punishment. But, like, there's a lot of ethical debate around that. Yeah, I don't think it's saving the lives
0: of the prisoners. I think it's saving the lives of the general community because you finally have a way to contain dark and dangerous wizards by basically depriving them of their magic, which, Mm. as we know, is impossible. So Dementors is as close as you can get to being yeah. able to safely confine them.
1: Okay. Um. Raoul was an anti-muggle authoritarian wizard, just a bit of back, uh, background. Protests were made about using Azkaban as a prison because of the awful nature of the Dementors and the magical lore of around dark buildings that had been used for dark purposes. So some experts knew that it would be a bad idea to put people there because of just all the dark energy. But Raoul carried out his idea yeah. anyway. So from 1733 to 1747... Mm-hmm. A Minister for Magic, Eldritch Diggory, possibly related to the Diggory's Amos and Cedric, unknown.
0: I would say probably. I think that's a pretty safe bet.
1: It's a small Wizarding World, and it's just getting smaller and smaller with the release of new content every friggin' time. Anyway, <laughs> um, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> more on that next time.
1: <laughs> yeah, more on that next episode, listeners. Anyway, so, uh Minister Elgic Diggory tried to find alternative solutions uh, for prisoners rather than taking them to Azkaban. But there were fears that if the Dementors would not be able to feed on uh, prisoners in Azkaban, that they would go to the mainland and terrorize civilians. This is my main point in terms of like the ethics of Azkaban.
0: I don't think it's a good prison, but I do think it's a good way to stop Dementors from just roaming the country and attacking people at random, especially muggles. You can't even see them.
1: Okay, I see what you're saying, but why? Because for 200 years, since the island was discovered, the enchantments were like protecting the island as evolved, There was nothing to do with it. There was no mention of the Dementors, and yet when they needed the prison, they started using the island and using the Dementors as guards. So for those 200 or 300 years, what were the Dementors doing? They weren't going to the mainland attacking people, otherwise it would have been mentioned in the research, surely.
0: Yeah, so that's a good question. What are they doing? How are they surviving? Are they feeding on anyone? Do they need to feed or do they just want to feed?
1: I think the implication is they want to because they seem to have greed. That's that's mentioned in the series. They get greedy. Yeah. Well, the
0: reason they go to Voldemort yeah. is because he can promise them more food. If they don't want more food, then there's no
1: yeah
0: reason to go to Voldemort, no motivation.
1: But maybe if you just sort of don't expose them to the the want for more food. They just sort of go into stasis or something and don't need to feed. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, because I understand your concern of like, oh, well, we have to use it for something, otherwise they'll be used on the general populace. But that's not been proven so from what I in- inferred from the research is that for 300 years they remained dormant. They just stayed on the little island. Mm.
0: I don't think that matters now, though, because – There's a difference between never setting up Azkaban at all and getting rid of Azkaban (laughs) now that it has existed. So there's a difference between, like, Dementors who have never interacted with the general population, who have never had a prison full of food for centuries that they can feed on, and Dementors who have now been kicked out of Azkaban by Kingsley Shacklebolt. And now what are they going to do? They're not just going to go back to... Well, they can't even go back to just living on the island because Azkaban prison's there Mm. and it's still full of people and aura guards. So they don't have the option to just, you know, fade into the shadows and do nothing. I
1: feel like they have to start attacking people. They're not going to go back to starving themselves. It's a different context now because they've been introduced to the mainland for centuries. They've been having a constant food source of the prisoners. They've evolved in a different Mm. way now. Maybe back when they were living on that island with a um, or whatever, yeah. they had a bit of scarce food source, the occasional sailor sailor or ship that went by, but now that's changed. So, yeah, okay, I see your point. Yeah, they're used to a different standard of living now.
0: And especially immediately after the war, they've just had like a full year of basically being able to run wild and do whatever they want and breed. They were breeding from the beginning of the sixth book, so that's two years of breeding.
1: Okay, um, just another mention. Dementors are also used to guard locations for the Ministry to escort prisoners to trial and to hunt down criminals. All right, I just want to mention something else. When Harry was in the Forbidden Forest in the seventh book, the presence of Harry's dead loved ones as returned by the Resurrection Stone had the same effect as a Patronus and was able to ward the Dementors off, I think because those figures were like pure love. And so they were able to ward off the badness that was the Dementors or something like that.
0: I disagree. First of all, I don't necessarily think those figures were pure love because I kind of buy into the theory that the Resurrection Stone doesn't actually connect you with your loved ones. It's all a trick. Yeah, I like that theory too. Um, yeah. We haven't really explored that in an episode, but we'll, we'll get into it one day. So basically I just don't think that was really his parents um, and his gay uncles. So I think what actually happened there was in the book, it's described not as the Dementors being chased away, but as Harry being able to pass through them unseen. So I think because the Dementors sense happiness and emotion, just the fact that Harry was walking to his death, he talks about in that chapter feeling nothing. He just feels numb and completely calm. Yeah,
1: like he's already dead. So I think that
0: basically- yeah, he just wasn't feeling anything. Like, they weren't really able to see him because he was right, just okay. so blank in that moment. There was no happiness to suck out of him. Here's my question about uh, Azkaban and the Dementors and good old Eccle fuck, or whatever his name was. Did he find the Dementors on Azkaban or
1: did he create the Dementors? I think he created them. And my theory is that Akrizda's invented Dementors with dark magic using the corpses of drowned and tortured sailors that pass by. Ah, I have a very similar theory. Let's hear more detail. Yeah. So um, the Dementors are described as having grey and decayed looking uh, skin, like a, a de- ah. decomposing corpse. They have rattling breath, like it's trying to suck more than air out of a room, almost like their lungs are full of water, you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, they seem to exhume cold, like the dead, they have empty eye sockets. Perhaps they will move with torture. Um, they have a gaping hole of a mouth. They glide over ground, but are solid. So that made me think of um, in the third movie, before they decided to CGI the Dementors, they put the puppets in the water and looked at how that moved. And they thought that looked perfect for how they want to CGI the Dementors. And I was thinking, what if that's like maybe part of the Dementors' natural environment, not just hovering over land, but like going through water, And then I thought um, maybe the Dementors were like drowned and then that's how they became what they were because they, they seem like aquatic to me. Um, They're blind. Like a lot of deep sea creatures are blind, but they can sense their prey in other ways and they move soundlessly too, like you would through water. So I just, to me they seemed quite aquatic and I thought of the drowned sailors that went by. Mm -hmm. And so I thought maybe he used their rotting and decomposed puffed out corpses and cloaked them and demented them with dark ma- magic to turn them into these wraiths. Um, Jim, oh, that's such a good theory. <laughs> and so that's yeah, why Yeah, you I... just knocked it out of the park. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's why they they um suck the souls out of things because they don't have a soul anymore because it was corrupted and ruined by dark magic. So they can't move on to an afterlife. They're just like a It's like how inferior are used post-mortem like in with dark magic it's like a version of that a cousin of that perhaps and they suck out happiness too because they were killed and tortured and made with such a brutal way that like Mm -hmm. they want anything that's light and pure for themselves even though they're such awful creatures
0: oh that's so good i love all the parallels they've made between dementors and aquatic creatures i never thought of them like that but that makes perfect Mm. sense Especially mm-hmm. with, like you said, the third movie when they really wanted them to look like they were sort of floaty underwater creatures.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I just really like that that theory that I sort of came up with. I'm like, oh, they're probably the corpses <laughs> of the sailors. <laughs> yeah. But then yeah. it got me oh, thinking... oh, and they're like- stabbed, rotted, grey skin as well. That does sound like someone who's been drowned. Yeah, because grey skin, that seemed a bit weird to me. But then I thought about, oh, you know, if you get underwater... The skin goes grey and wet and gross, and um, yeah. that makes sense. Like because in the movies they seem to have a bit of an effect with fog, and in, and in the books too, fog is a type of water that's been what is it called Condent- condensation? So it's like yeah, a bit of a cold water wet. It just sort of went in my head like that, and um, yeah, yeah. And so then I thought, okay, how are they breeding then? If, if Ecclesiastes created them. And they thrived in this sort of awful environment. Um, do they? Do they then sort of like create the environment, and then they keep producing if the environment remains awful and despairing and depressing? Like because like I looked up how they reproduce, and it says that um, they they are genderless. They do not mate. They grow like fungus where there is decay. Yeah, and that seemed kind. Yeah, of that's what I was like, about to say because. Yeah, yeah, JK said that they're, like, fungus, and that's also
0: something that grows, like, in the wet and the dark. Yeah, yeah. Which makes, yeah, it does make them seem like aquatic creatures again. Mm. So, yeah, that's my hot take. What's your hot take? Oh, that's so good. I just, I love that theory so much. Also, it mm. kind of explains, like, well, not explains, but it gives an idea of where they went after the second Wizarding War. They went back into the fucking sea. <laughs> Maybe so. <laughs> Hustle and dolphin now. <laughs> dementors the ocean's problem.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And it also kind of explains why maybe dementors are just a thing in the UK and maybe Norway and Scandinavia. Like, mm-hmm. if they were invented by this Ecclesiastes guy using the corpses and that specific conditions in Azkaban, maybe they're not such a big right. problem in, like, tropics or in the southern hemisphere or things like that where people haven't done that specific thing.
0: Yeah, I really think Dementors, I don't think this is ever specified, but I feel like Dementors only exist around Azkaban. Mm. I don't think you're going to be, I don't know, climbing the Himalayas or whatever and bump into a Dementor. I think they're very much in that one location. Yeah, so I also don't think they're naturally occurring. I think um, Eccoli, I'm not even going to try and say his name, <laughs> the, the dark wizard from the Azkaban island <laughs> created them. Mm. But I want to talk about, uh, I have a slightly different theory. Are you familiar with a Leatherfold? Yes, I am. Yeah. So for our listeners, a Leatherfold is a dark creature, which is said to be like a cousin to a Dementor, or no one technically knows if they're actually the same, but they seem very similar. So Mm -hmm. they're a dark creature that's like a thick black sheet, and they creep in through people's windows at night and smother and consume sleeping people. So they, they literally eat your entire body, so it looks like you just vanished out of your bed.
1: Scary as fuck. Yeah. They're like they sound evil b- curtains. Yeah. They sound a bit like a succubus, but without the whole witch sitting on your chest thing, they're just like a curtain. Yeah, without the sexual element, they just eat you. Yeah.
0: Yum. Yeah. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> <laughs> fuck got me doing it now. Yum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Um, <laughs> leatherfolds are found in tropical climates, and they're really, really hard to defend yourself against because they get you mm-hmm. while you're sleeping. So most people mm-hmm. don't have a chance to fight back. But mm-hmm. if you are lucky enough to wake up and have a chance to fight off the Leatherfold, the only way to get rid of it is a Patronus charm. Nothing else right. works.
1: Okay.
0: So that really closely ties them into Dementors, I think. Yeah, what I think was happening on this island is that the Dark Wizard was trying to be immortal because it's Harry Potter and that's what all Dark Wizards are trying to do.
1: <laughs> Apparently. So
0: I <laughs> I think he was experimenting with these muggles that he, I was about to say seduced onto the island. Lured. <laughs> with, <laughs> with the muggles that he lured onto the island. And leather folds. I think he was trying to create a kind of living Horcrux. Maybe, yeah. So, like using dark magic to try and alter a leather fold so that instead of consuming flesh, it consumes spirit. And mm. the idea was to try and take out your soul and store it inside another creature that can't die and is basically invulnerable because a leather fold mm. can't be killed. It can only be driven away with a Patronus. Um, so I think that's what he was doing with the Muggle Sailors, trying to pull out their souls and stick them inside leather folds. Uh,
1: yeah. But it went
0: wrong or he just never got it
1: right and we ended up with Dementors. That's really interesting, because I did note in my research that there's a similarity between how Dementors work and how creating a Horcrux works. So that would be really yeah. interesting if, like, those two things were connected, because that's how Dementors were created.
0: And I have, like, yeah. a part two to this theory as well, We'll I'll talk about more when we get to the Dementors' kiss. But I think mm-hmm. that's the origin of the Dementor species,
1: I guess, like, where they came that's from and what they are. He would have had to have gone way south to get a Leatherfold if they exist in the tropics, though.
0: Yeah. Mm. That's possible, though. He, he can travel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so.
0: Um, <laughs> the Ministry of Magic didn't even know he was there. It is like invisible island that nobody knew about. He can travel around.
1: I just want to say um, about my theory a little bit that it's mm-hmm. been mentioned a bit earlier on in this episode that Dementors have an effect of sucking out like the magic from wizards, because if you're around Dementors long enough, yeah. your-, your powers are weakened. And that's why Azkaban's such a appealing idea so maybe part of my theory is that Acrystis started creating these Dementors out of the corpses and then they sort of it turned against him he created his own demise because the more he was around these creatures the less less powerful he became and that's how his magic dissolved around the island and how he eventually died so I I like the idea that the inventor created his own demise it's like a Frankenstein's monster kind of thing yeah that's great oh your ideas are so good (laughs) Jim I have to quit this
0: podcast, you're too smart. Everyone's gonna know that I'm a failure to you.
1: Not true. Sorry, there's a mentor in the room with me. Jesus. I'm only like i only like this because I've been in direct competition with you my whole life. <laughs> oh, you're just so smart. You come on with such good theories.
0: Anyway. <laughs> Um, what makes my theory better is what I was about to launch into. Yeah, part two, part two. <laughs> is that. No, not that. I'll talk about that later. But, um, I sort of have an idea of, like, why he created these things. Yeah. I love the dramatic irony of, um, him creating his own demise by surrounding himself with so much depression that he just dies. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> but, like, why was he doing yeah. it? So why was he creating the Dementors, do you think, in your theory? Yeah,
1: that's one thing I can't pit. I I kind of, it fits into my theory a bit in terms of how the Ministry found this place and didn't want to speak of what they found there, because I guess you'd find, like, uh, experiments gone wrong, like corpses that are animated and weird and terrifying torture experiments and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I can't figure out why. Maybe he just wanted to push his, like, magic to the limit. That's why he isolated himself to the island. He kind of got a bit demented himself being there for so long that he wanted to create company for himself something that would make him happy but it went wrong and they sucked happiness away oh that's um, awful i don't know like he tried to create something with emotions mm. that would bring happiness to him but ended up taking happiness from him How oh, yeah, sad also
0: maybe like it's not that smart and maybe he was just literally trying to create guards so.
1: Gods <laughs> for trying his to island people that would seek out other people not trying to create creatures that would find humans in this vast ocean because they sent, they're blind, but they like you wouldn't be able to see in a stormy ocean anyway, but they sense emotions, they sense humans. They don't work wow. on animals as well, but they sense humans. So maybe he wanted to lure people to him, so he used Dementors to do that.
0: Just on the topic of they only see humans and not animals, I think that's more evidence for them being yeah. created. Because, like, they, they're basically a predator a just for humans. Mm-hmm. And there are other things like that in the magical world, there's vampires and stuff that feed on mm-hmm. humans. But I never got the impression that vampires, like exclusively, could only consume yeah. the blood of humans. Whereas dementors exclusively can only consume the mm. happiness of humans.
1: That doesn't seem like a naturally occurring yeah creature to me. Yeah, I- another thing I just want to say is that um, I liked what Remus Lupin said about dementors that being in close contact with them you can can drain a wizard of their powers because um, that made me think. Well, mm-hmm. when you're in close contact with a dementor, you're drained of all your happiness and your positive emotions. And it made me think, well, if my theory is true that magic is emotion, then this is just further proof towards my theory of magic as emotion. Because if you're emotionally drained and you're only feeling despair, you wouldn't be able to produce as much magic as you could because the emotions aren't there anymore. So that's just interesting. And I do think it's
0: definitely a side effect of Dementors. I don't think Dementors eat your magic. I think they eat your happiness and then you Mm. can't concentrate and can't Will yourself to cast exactly. spells, like when uh, Tonks was in love with Lupin, and she lost her control over her yep. metamorphic abilities uh, because she was yep. so depressed.
1: Moving on to the question of how sentient dementors are, what do you think? Ah,
0: uh, I always thought that they weren't really mm-hmm. sentient at all, but it's the more I've researched it, the more I've yeah. realized that it's unclear. One thing that I keep coming back to, which I actually forgot about, is that in The third book, uh, Cornelius Fudge, I believe, or maybe Arthur Weasley, says that the Dementors Mm -hmm. told somebody that Sirius Black kept talking to himself in his sleep. So Sirius was saying, He's at Hogwarts, he's at Hogwarts, and that's why they knew that he was after Harry Potter, Mm -hmm. in quotation marks. So the Dementors were able to, first of all, listen to Sirius in his sleep comprehend and understand what he was saying and then realize that that was important information to pass along to other people and then communicate that information
1: so that's many different steps and all of it implies that they've got at least a human level of it's really interesting i don't imagine that they talk in the way that humans do i imagine they communicate maybe i don't know if if they if they're based around souls and emotions maybe they communicate through, like, I don't know, mind reading or sending images to people's minds, or maybe just drawing a picture, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mime. They, they've got a dance. little sketchbook and they just draw, like, a picture, and Cornelius watches there, it, it's like, serious? And it's like, yes, black, oh, okay. And they draw, like, another picture, and it's like, three words, oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> castle, castle, Hogwarts. <laughs> Third
0: word. <laughs> Hogwarts. A pig with <laughs> gross things
1: on it. Oh, a warty <laughs> hog. I gotcha. Awkward. Yeah, charades with dementors. a fun game. <laughs> oh. So as great as that is. I don't know. I think
0: they're a deeply True. empathetic creature. Like, they all, they work based on emotion. So maybe they communicate mm. with emotion somehow. No, that doesn't make sense. Because how, what's the emotion for? He's at Hogwarts. Yeah. How did they get it's, those specific words across? That's
1: not a feeling. No, it's not so <laughs> abstract a theory, because animals communicate with each other through emotions and basic instincts. I'm sure I've read science fiction before where aliens communicate to each other through emotions. I think that was Left of Darkness by Ursula Le Guin. It's possible, it's just difficult for me to articulate because it's not something that I can comprehend in my basic human form of, like, communicating a complex idea, like <laughs> Sirius Black was saying this in his sleep, he's in Hogwarts through emotional cues is very difficult for me to understand. We also know that Dementors can follow simple instructions. Like they can be used to, for a specific purpose, find Sirius black, or they can be used um, to guard someone like Cornelius Fudge or to mm-hmm. guide Muggleborns to their trials, things like that. But their greed can get in the way of them following these simple instructions, because if they find a better chance to feed upon some misery, sorry, some happiness, they'll do that. So maybe their sentience is like a dog's because a dog can be given simple instructions and follow those instructions, sit, stay, fetch. But Mm -hmm. if a dog, you know, smells another dog, they'll go running after it, or if they get tempted by a sausage, they'll probably eat the sausage unless they're very well trained. So yeah, maybe it's like that. I don't know. That makes
0: sense, because yeah, their ability to follow instructions is I would imagine about equivalent to a dog. Like they can guard something, but then you know, see a squirrel and they're like, I'm going to fucking suck that guy's soul out. (laughs) And I also think that makes sense in terms of our theories of how they were created, because if the dark wizard guy, whose name I still refuse to say, (laughs) if he created them, then that makes sense that he created them to be about as smart as, like, something that he could control easily. Um, Yeah. Let's talk about their ability to identify different people, because that's interesting to me. And that plays into sentience. It sort of seems like it's off and on. So, like, Mm -hmm. they couldn't tell when Sirius was turning into a dog. They knew something was wrong with him, but they couldn't tell that he wasn't a human anymore, which is interesting. (laughs) Uh, yeah. They didn't realize when Barty Crouch Jr. and his mother swapped places because they were both so unwell, they're like, yeah, whatever, basically all human souls are the same. They were willing to kiss Harry and Hermione at the end of the third book. We haven't really touched on the kiss yet. That's the this episode is going to keep going. Yeah. Um. Even though Sirius Black was their only, the only person they were authorized to kiss. But mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's because they didn't understand that Harry and Hermione weren't serious or if they just didn't give a shit because they were so excited and hungry.
1: I think it's a lot. <laughs> I think they were just opportunistic. They're like, oh, finally we found Sirius black. And also look, fresh meat. <laughs> Man yeah. And also um, some so other just, people. So whatever. They just jump on that opportunity. Like Dumbledore says that uh, Dementors are indiscriminate creatures. They won't, they don't understand Pity or remorse, they will find you. It's like I'm talking about the Terminator, aren't I? Um, anyway, you are. And I don't think Dumbledore <laughs> said that. I think Kyle Reese said that. But no, Dumbledore definitely said that. Dementors don't understand the difference between a person they're hunting and a person standing in their way. They'll just feed on whoever is available. So I think. Yeah, that's but what's the name of
0: John Connor's dad from the Terminator? Is it Kyle Reese?
1: It's Kyle Reese. Yeah, you're right. Okay. I thought I was saying Kylo Ren or something. <laughs> She's sorry. Kylo is <laughs> as portrayed by Michael Bane. A- 80s babe. Oh, um, what a babe. Anyway, yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I reckon that's their sentience level. They, they're like dogs, but like some dogs, they won't follow the commands of their masters if they find a better option for them. They are animals. Do you think they have individual personalities? Like, do they have names? No, I don't think they do. Um, If they have language, do they have culture? Do they have expression of individuality? Well, I assumed at first that they would, but I don't think so. Because I think if they were a created race, they were created for a purpose by a Christus, whether it was bodyguards or uh, bloodhounds, I guess. I think Hmm. he created them to not have that sort of individuality. He created them to be uniform creatures that were just driven by purpose they don't have personalities they don't have names or character they're all they're not unique yeah. from one another mm-hmm. they're like a swarm i guess
0: a swarm's a good way to describe it i was thinking maybe like a plant but i guess that's because i'm going back to how they breed like a fungus a school of fish <laughs> so like maybe a bit of a hive mind or individual uh-
1: mind still. I mean, if they can communicate with one another, which I don't doubt they can't, they might be like, hey, fucking soul over there, go and get it, yeah. But obviously less... I choose to believe that's how they talk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I imagine they can... Yum, yuck. That's the limit of their language.
0: <laughs> oh, and he's at Hogwarts.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's it. That's all I can say. That's it. <laughs> um, it's like me speaking in Japanese. I can say three things. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, no. Oh, maybe they're just like parrots. <laughs> maybe they can just mimic
0: human calls. Oh, fuck,
1: that's scary. <laughs> I hate that. Imagine seeing a Dementor and like, God, help me. And the Dementor's like, God, help me. Wouldn't you just shit your pants?
0: <laughs> oh, no thanks. Uh,
1: um, <sighs> I hate Dementors. <laughs> yeah, they're very... Mm. Uh, so yeah. spooky boy. <laughs> Definitely, I imagine them I'm a bit like maybe not so much like a hive mind because i can get a bit complicated in terms of how bees work and how bees are kind of but maybe uh, well i'm i'm going to go with the school of fish metaphor i think that works well one
0: thing that i do find interesting is that they don't have gender mm. and i think that leads into our next question how do they breed
1: yeah so i think at first they were created but then the more that their environment becomes conducive to oh, yes, this is great for us to feed on and great for us to thrive in. It's like a mitosis sort of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. they just sort of propagate.
0: I think the fact that, like, we've specifically been told they don't have gender definitely tells us that they aren't banging. Like, they don't get pregnant and produce like mammals Mm -hmm. do, reproduce like mammals. It's just, it's interesting to me that, like, JK has told us they, they just grow like a fungus. They seem to just appear... But then Fudge says that they're breeding and that's what the mist is at the beginning of the sixth form. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like there's a bit of
1: dissonance between those two statements. One thing that I've noticed is that there might be two forms in which they breed. One is like the chicken egg thing where it's like if the environment's conducive, they just sort of appear and grow in numbers. Because like they can't mm-hmm. be born. They can't die. They're immortal. They sort of spread like a virus, like mold. Yeah. Um, but they can be limited depending on if that environment gets more less conducive to them spreading. But another thing I noticed is there may be a yeah. second way in which they breed, per se, and that was when I noticed that isn't it funny how mm-hmm. the victims of a Dementor's kiss become like a Dementor themselves?
0: Yes. Okay, this is the second part of my theory.
1: Dementors are described as soulless. W- whether, that, whether that's just a, a metaphorical term or a literal term is unclear. I think it's literal. I think they don't have a soul. And I... why a Dementor's kiss is worse than death is because it removes a soul out of a person so they can't move on after death. They can't really be destroyed in that way because their soul is gone from them. And they they aren't they're just an empty shell. They only follow simple instructions, kind of like a dementor. And it's unclear what really goes on inside of the person's head once their soul has been sucked out of them. But I imagine they'd just be based on kind of like basic emotional needs, like I guess I need to eat, I guess I need to sleep, maybe not sleep, I don't know. Yeah, they probably would need to sleep. But yeah, it would just sort of be animalistic, simple solace, which reminds me of a Dementor. So maybe part of that purpose, the whole sucking the soul thing out, is a a reproductive purpose, not just a weapon.
0: Yeah, not just Mm. feeding. So when Lupin is talking about Dementors in third book, there's something he says, I'm going to quote him, Get too near a Dementor and every good feeling, every happy memory will be sucked out of you. If it can, the Dementor will feed on you long enough to reduce you to something like itself, soulless Mm. and evil. You'll be left with nothing but the worst experiences of your life. So that phrase, reduce you to something like itself. I think that implies that after you've been kissed, what is left of your body slowly becomes a Dementor. I think kissing someone turns them into a Dementor. Yeah,
1: it's like a a vampire, kind of. If you bite someone, they become a vampire. Yeah, because
0: it's that line, soulless and evil. So, like, I get that the Dementors are soulless and evil, but if you've had your soul sucked out of you, why does that make you
1: evil? Like, uh, unless not having a soul is in and of itself, like... Well, if you're looking at a lot of Christian traditions, yes, it is. Not Mm -hmm. having a soul makes you evil.
0: But I think that's more if like you've lost your soul somehow or destroyed it. I think if it's been taken from you by something else, like Well, I suppose you do have to- No, because the dementors can just choose that to choose to do that to you for no reason. So it's not like you deserve it necessarily no. if you've been kissed. I don't know. I don't think being kissed inherently means that you are an evil creature. Mm. Yeah. Unless there's something about the kiss that we don't know because Lupin didn't want to tell yeah. 13-year-old Harry and further traumatise him. I think, him. Yeah. I think I, a kiss I turns I agree, you into a dementor. I agree, and I
1: think more. if you're going with my theory about a using the corpses to make dementors, maybe being kissed turns him into a dementor, but the process mm. is slow. So, because now you don't have a soul, so now you can't move yeah. on to the afterlife, you can't die in the, in the, in the natural sense mm. of the Harry Potter world. So maybe your body starts to decompose, but because yeah. your soul can't move on, your body decomposes and you just become more and more like a dementor physically. And so maybe you're already a dementor internally, but then you, slowly over time the physical transformation takes place too. That's so creepy. I hate it. I love it too. God, that is that is a nightmare is. scenario. Oh, okay.
0: So imagine Barty Crouch Jr. gets his soul sucked out at yep. the end of the fourth book. So imagine that after he's, like, in this vegetative state, he's got no living relatives, so they cart him off to St. Mungo's. And then over the next, like, what, ten years? Like, a really long period of time. Slowly he grows until he's three metres tall. (laughs) Fuck. His flesh, like, rots away, turns grey and scabbed. And out of nowhere, I guess, this horrible black shroud just grows out of him until he's this cloaked figure. And then one day he just gets up and fucking glides away.
1: Oh, oh it's awful. No, no, before I hate he, it. Before the shroud appears, his eyes fall out and scab over. Oh, and his all of his teeth yeah, his fall out, lies, I guess. Just this gaping Because, because his holes. mouth's just that sucking mm. hole. Yeah. Oh. This is so <laughs> oh, unpleasant. No, it's awful. I never thought of that until now, and I, and I hate it. God, I hope it's true. Yeah. Get us up, JK, if we've yeah, cracked the code. That, I feel like that could be true. That's really disturbing. It's great though. I yeah. love this.
0: I'm so on board with Dementors you, the deeper now. The more you
1: get into the lore, the more you start to think about it. It's really interesting. There's just i I don't really have much left to say in terms of what our Dementors handling works because I think we've covered a lot of that. I just have a few little facts and little interesting things that mm. I found in my research. So, the effects of a Dementor's fun-sucking powers, or happiness-sucking powers, can be resisted by focusing on obsessions. So, Sirius said that when he was in Azkaban, his plan to uh, prove his innocence, to end Pettigrew, to find Harry, all those sorts of things, managed to prevent him from going mad in the Dementor's custody. Now, this is debatable. (laughs) Because, Mm -hmm. isn't... (laughs) (laughs) Sure
0: thing, Sirius. (laughs) I know, you didn't I go think mad you did
1: a bit because isn't like becoming so obsessed with one driven thing making you a little bit mad anyway. <laughs> so yeah. for twelve years it has come. I think uh, that's that's not true. I think that's just serious t- battling nonsense, <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just just his insane
0: raving. <laughs> Look, <laughs> as much as I love dragging serious for some reason. <laughs> I don't think that he's like no, clinically insane, no. whatever the fuck that means. Like I but I do think that he has experienced a lot of trauma and that's had a yeah, very absolutely. negative effect on him.
1: I don't think that um he went Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I think, think he went Dementor's completely mad, but I don't think and I think maybe his obsession helped him focus his emotions in a way that maybe limited the Dementor's effect on him slightly and also him turning into a dog helped. So there were many ways that he shielded himself mm. from the Dementor's effect. But yeah. I don't think if you just become obsessed with something that you're completely immune to the Dementors' abilities at all. So the Dementors feed on
0: happiness right? So The Dementors sucked all the happiness out of Sirius. Mm-hmm. Like, that happened. He was there for 12 years. But what they couldn't take away from him was yeah. the knowledge yeah. that he was innocent. So that, because it's not a happy <laughs> thought, they just couldn't take it from him. But that doesn't mean that he was a oh, perfectly no. sane, stable person. It means that the only positivity that he was allowed to have for 12 years was just the the knowledge that he was innocent and that he was unjustly imprisoned. That doesn't mean that he's,
1: like, fine. And I just want to say one more thing. Uh, apparently, if a person is truly happy and joyous, as can be, Dementors have no effect either. So, what? like, when Harry returned from death, yeah. So, apparently, uh, in the seventh book, the Dementors that were part of Voldemort's army Had no effect on him when he was running, when he was um pretending to be dead. But I think maybe this had, maybe he was feeling really joyous and happy. But also, it was losing the the Horcrux part of him, kind of like gave him a newfound strength in that particular moment. Maybe like a week later or something. Once he's gotten used to being fully himself, Mm -hmm. he would be back to normal again. But I think just losing that part of him that was Voldemort. That which would make yeah. him more vulnerable to, to dementors because he has two people inside of him, affecting his emotions. I think that made him a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit invulnerable to the dementors yeah, at I'm that time. That. I don't think if you're if you're just skipping through a dementor field, la la la, like high, high as a kite. I don't think you're completely invulnerable even then. You need to be taking defensive measures.
0: I don't like this. <laughs> um, being truly joyous makes you invulnerable to dementors because yeah, surely that would make you more weak to dementors. <laughs>
1: I don't like this idea that you can get so happy that depression can't ever touch you. I really think it was just Harry losing that Mm. Horcrux part of himself.
0: Yeah. So there's two interesting directions I can take this in. One is the Harry Horcrux theory, which we want to talk about. But the other is the idea that you can be so happy that the Dementors can't get you. That to me speaks of a manic depressive state where like, We know that the Dementors Mm -hmm. represent depression. I do want to talk about that a little bit more. But the idea that, you know, when you've reached this, like, perfect state of euphoria, they can't get you. That, to me, speaks of a manic state. Like, when you're so up that nothing touches you. No. That's not not also healthy. (laughs) And the reason it's called manic depressive is because you can't live in that manic state forever. You eventually crash. And I don't think Harry was in a manic state when... He came back from the dead. I just think he had a lot going on. <laughs>
1: um, I just want to mention two more things. Uh, so the the idea for the Dementors might be based okay. on the Slula. I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly. It's spelt S-L-U-A-G-H. It's an Irish word. So sorry, my Gaelic's rusty. Um, <laughs> they're from Irish folklore. The Slula are the spirits of people so evil that hell rejected them.
0: Oh, sick.
1: Yeah. They would try to find a house where someone was dying and snatch the dying person's soul by coming in through the window. So if you kept a window shut, you would keep them out. They're, they're described like birds coming in from the West in a big mm-hmm. swarm and just going in through the window, which I thought was a bit interesting. Like the whole idea of um, people so evil that hell rejected their spirits. It's the idea of like yeah. what we were talking about, how once your soul has been sucked out, you, you become soulless and evil and you become a Dementor, you become the worst thing. Uh, one more thing, this is just an extra little fact. The ampelex Dementor is a type of wasp named after Dementors. This is the real wasp. Coined in 2014, this wasp, oh, wasp. Hunts, it hunts cockroaches by releasing a toxin into the roach's oh, cool. natural um, neural nodes. This leaves the cockroach alive, but un- unable to control its movements. The cockroach is not able to control its movements and runs into a wasp net wasp nets to be eaten the effects of the toxin is meant to, like, sort of make the cockroach a bit of an empty shell, which is just uh, simple and, and moves towards being consumed. So it's like the effect of Dementor is making you feel depressed and, um, yeah, unable to, like, feel yeah. happy or in control again. So, yeah, that's... That's really cool. Yeah, it's in Indonesia, so it's close by to us. We might find the amplex Dementor around here.
0: Oh, I fucking hope not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's also three meters tall. <laughs> no, it's not.
0: <laughs> oh, God. Three meter tall was. But this isn't Doctor Who. Get out of here.
1: <laughs> so did you have anything else to say about Dementors? Because I've, I've used up all my facts.
0: I just want to talk about basically two more things, and they're both things that I mentioned. So what you were talking about, there's this theory that, the Harry Horcrux theory, the theory is that Harry is affected by the Dementors much more than everybody else because he has two souls inside of him. So it's not that the Dementors, you know, blast him back to when he was one year old and make him relive that trauma, which is what they do. But when he's remembering his father dying and his mother begging for his life and all that sort of stuff, that's not Harry's memory. That's the memory of the piece of Voldemort's soul that is inside of him. And that's why he's so crippled by them, basically, mm-hmm. because he's getting the
1: double the effect of a regular. I, I accept that theory because every time Harry is experiencing a Dementor attack, he's reliving that specific moment of when Voldemort entered the house and was obliterated. So it makes sense to me that that part of Voldemort's soul is trapped in that moment and is trapped in Harry and it's re- relived mm-hmm. through Harry's trauma by experiencing the Dementor's effects. So I accept that theory.
0: So... The idea that Harry has two souls in him and both of them can be affected by a Dementor. What do you think about a Dementor trying to kiss the Horcrux out of Harry? Could a Dementor suck that part of Voldemort's soul out of him and render him not a Horcrux anymore?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it would suck out both because I think they're connected. So I think if a Dementor kissed Harry and pulled pulled the soul Mm -hmm. out of him, it would be pulling the soul as in both the souls combined because I I always pictured Harry's Horcrux part of himself as combined to Harry itself. And so that's why in order to split that and remove it from himself, to exercise it from himself, I guess he had to die and like cut off the Harry part of the soul, so that only the Voldemort part was living. He could confront that, remove it from himself and come back just as Harry. So I I saw them as linked. So If a Dementor Mm -hmm. just tried to kiss Harry and remove it, it wouldn't work. It would be dragging out both the souls.
0: Right, so it's not like there's an extra bit of soul just floating around in yeah. Harry's body, unconnected to him. It's actually a part of his being. That yeah. makes sense, especially with what we know about Horcruxes, that they're bound together, yeah. and you can't just take the soul out of the locket without destroying the locket. You have to fucking wreck both of them, because they're part of each other now.
1: Maybe it would work if you wanted to remove the Horcrux part of Harry to put it in a Dementor, but would that be destroying the soul? or the, or does Because, well, first of all, the bad thing is you lose Harry. Um, But also another bad thing, if a Dementor sucks out a soul, is that destroying the soul or does the Dementor store it somewhere? Yeah.
0: (laughs) That's interesting. I don't know if this is something that I'm getting from Harry Potter or the Bible, which is (laughs) an interesting sentence. Potato, (laughs) potato. (laughs) patata. They're basically the same.
1: Is it canon that a soul that is intact cannot be destroyed? No, because souls that are intact are destroyed by Horcrux magic and placed in other objects, right?
0: But they're not intact. That's why I said intact, because a soul that has been torn apart can be used to make a Horcrux. But doing that weakens the soul and allows you to destroy it. Whereas a soul that's, you know, pure, whole, intact, I don't think it can be destroyed. It can be changed. It can be put inside a ghost or shuffled off to the train station for dying. But I don't think a soul can be destroyed. If it's intact.
1: I think that's both in the Bible and Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So what happens when a Dementor kisses you? Does it suck out your soul and then its soul is what? Like inside the Dementor still whole and still somewhere, but separated from your body? Or does the Dementor consume the soul and destroy it? which is also fucked because it means you can't properly die.
1: Well, I still think if your soul's removed from you through a kiss, you can't properly die, whether it's destroyed or not within the Dementor because your soul is separate from your body. And that's why it's a fate worse than death because you can't die. But but logic would dictate then that the soul is not destroyed, it's just stored somewhere in the Dementor, but maybe it's being demented by the Dementor's inner darkness or something like that.
0: I kind of think that they destroy it, which is contrary to my opening statement.
1: If they can destroy a pure soul that hasn't been damaged, they are more powerful than anything. So I don't think that can be true.
0: Or maybe Dementors can only kiss you if your soul is damaged. Maybe if they tried to suck out a whole pure soul, it wouldn't work. Because Mm. the only person in the series that we see get kissed is Barty Crouch Jr., Huh. and he's definitely killed people before he's a death eater
1: yeah it happens
0: uh so maybe if the Dementors tried to kiss someone like Hermione who's never murdered anyone it just wouldn't work
1: they wouldn't be able to I don't know I can't say there's no like evidence to the contrary in the books or evidence supporting that in the books so I can't can't say
0: make up your own mind
1: gem <laughs> Don't be constrained by what the books say. I'm asking you for your opinion. I'd say no. I'd say that they can suck out anyone's soul. Because the way that the way that the Dementors kissed is feared by everyone in society. I think it's happened before that someone's soul was sucked out who didn't necessarily deserve it. I don't think anyone deserves it. But maybe someone who wasn't on trial yeah. for murder or something like that had their soul sucked out. So it's possible. And if my theory is true about the sailors if Dementors were used to detect them, surely not all sailors have killed people. (laughs) And maybe they were still affected by the Dementors and had their souls sucked out. So I don't think it's true.
0: I do like the idea that all sailors deserve to have their soul destroyed. (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever been on a boat, fuck you.
1: If you just love the sea and sailing, your soul deserves to be removed from your body. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) you had it coming
0: (laughs) get back on land (laughs) the only other thing that I want to talk about with Dementors is what we've hinted out throughout this episode is that they are a metaphor for depression yeah so J.K. Rowling's talked about that how her er her own experiences with depression prior to writing the series is the source of inspiration for the Dementors and I really I like them like that, I think they're a very accurate, depress- accurate representation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely helped me to understand what depression feels like as a child who hadn't experienced it. Mm-hmm. Look like at the whole—you know—making you live out your worst memories, feeling of hopelessness, um, basically mm-hmm. being helpless to defend yourself. I just, I think it's a really cool representation. I really like it. Also, there's like other elements that are interesting. So the Patronus as being the only thing that can defend against Dementors. Supposedly, it's a happy memory, but Mm. that doesn't quite make sense, I think, because the Dementors feed on happiness. Like, so how can pure happiness chase them away? That's like trying to chase me away with a chicken. (laughs) Doesn't work. I eat chicken. (laughs) Although I am afraid of birds, so maybe.
1: It's not just a happy memory, it's a powerful memory. Yeah. Mm. I think it has to be a memory
0: that's full of love, like pure love. Because I think most, if not all, of the time when we mm-hmm. see Harry summon a Patronus, it's because he's yeah. using memories that are about the people that he loves, like Ron or Hermione or his parents.
1: Mm. Yeah, and I like the cute little thing about uh, to keep dementors to keep dementors away and to keep depression away. Chocolate helps. It's not a cure, but it helps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah, that's nice.
1: Well. I've been Jem, you're terrified of three meter high wasps host.
0: I've been Rhea, you're gonna load up on a lot of chocolate after this episode, host.
1: Thanks for listening to Podcast Nine and Three Quarters. This show is written and edited by Rhea and Jem. A big shout out to Luke from the podcast that must not be named for providing us with the inspiration for today's topic. We realized after we finished recording that Rhea and I forgot to answer some of your questions, so I'm gonna answer them now. Uh what if your patronus was a dementor? Would it run off other dementors or would they team up? Okay, um well first of all, yes, your patronus can be a magical creature like a thestral or a hippogriff, so I don't see why it wouldn't be a dementor. What would that say about you as a person though? Uh, that you're fucked, because (laughs) why would your Patronus be a Dementor? A Patronus is mainly used to ward off Dementors, and it's meant to be a representation of all your happiness and inner spirit and inner positivity, so why is it being represented as this horrible creature? There's something wrong with you. And if Dementors are a symbol of something that makes you happy, then why even conjure a Patronus in the first place? Wouldn't you just want to be swamped by Dementors? Isn't that true bliss? What's wrong with you? Uh, (laughs) That's my answer. Okay, even if you did have a Patronus that was a Dementor, I guess it would just ward away the Dementors like any other Patronus. It wouldn't team up with them, because it's not a Dementor. It's just a Patronus. And, um, what is a Dementor's greatest fear? Well, that's an easy one, Luke. A Dementor's greatest fear is dying alone. So yeah, that's that's it. And Luke, thanks for the questions. You can send us an email at 9 and 3 quarters podcast at gmail.com, find us on Tumblr at podcast 9 to quarterstumblrcom dot dot or talk to us separately on Twitter. Ria is at Smash Ria, and me, Jem, is at Jem underscore just gem. Please feel free to send theories or ask us questions, and bombard us with so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea, just to avoid them. Our logo art is by Winged Corgi. Find more of her art at wingedcorgi.tumblr.com. This week's intro music was The Dementors Converge by John Williams, and our outro music was Hedwig's Theme by John Williams. The will hear from us again in two weeks' time.